0: Hey guys, it's Samuel Duile, and I'm the founder, the CEO, Samuel Duile Global, your number one sales expert, marketing strategist, and brand consultant for small businesses in Nigeria. And you're welcome to your sales autopilot. Get set to experience stressless, great sales starting from now. Enjoy. Do well to send your success stories to pelumiduile at gmail.com, pelumiduile at gmail.com, and to like and follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn handles at Samo Duile Global. I'm here to serve you, and I promise you the best, the best of results. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Hey guys, it's Samuel Duyelet and for a few minutes I'll be talking to you about social media sales boost strategy. Social media sales boost strategies. Strategies to increase your social media sales. Very, very important. So the first one I'll be talking about is be where your audience is. Be where your audience is. So ask yourself, is your audience really on Instagram? Why, then why focus on a business page on Instagram? Ask yourself these two questions. Where are they? Where are your customers? And where do they make their buying decisions? Are they making the buying decision on a website or on Instagram, or on Google, on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn? ask yourself those questions so if it is google if i go on google and type engagement rings or diamond rings is is your game very tight there will it bring up your brand or or your brand social media page because when they see your page on social media and also on google it reiterates that you are a brand that they can trust so be very visible in places where your customers or your prospects are. You don't have to be on all the social media pages. You don't have to have a Facebook page, an Instagram handle, a, a LinkedIn, a um, what, what is it again? A Twitter. You don't have to be everywhere. You have just be in the places where your prospects for the particular niche that or the industry that you represent. The, 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 the places where they are, that is where you should be so that you are not spread thin across different places and you' not you now become ineffective. That's very important, a very, very important strategy to increase your social media sales. Another one is try to optimize search engine opportunities. optimize search engine opportunities. Instagram, for instance, when they search, can they find you on Instagram? And um, okay, let, let me just say a few things about how to optimize your uh, your 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 business on Instagram. Uh, so you claim so you, you focus for example for example on the profile name the, the first line on your Instagram profile, it's a search engine opportunity. So people put their business names there, but that is not, that is just missing a very big search engine opportunity. As when we search, we don't search for your business name because we don't know that you exist. We don't, we're talking about a a prospect now, just going on Instagram to search, to search. We don't, they won't type your business name. They don't know you any from anywhere. They don't know you. What they do is they will search with the product or service that you of, likely offer. That's what they will search with. So, centracies should not write centracies It should be something like wedding rings and engagement rings in Nigeria. Because we are not searching with the company name, but with rings, for instance. Princess, another example, Princess Naturals. Princess Naturals should not have Princess Naturals on the first line of her profile. It should be skincare products. So we've talked about profile names. Another one we can we, we another um strategy is hashtags, hashtags. Hashtags help you increase your visibility. Nowadays, people just search on hashtags. They go through the page and they see if they are convinced. And you see, people. this is especially for people that just travel into a city and they don't know the shop owners there. So to become good at using hashtags, you can just um, learn by paid tutorials. Paid tutorials on how to use the hashtags effectively and the ones to avoid. I don't know. I've heard of things like shadow, shadow banks and all that and all that. So um, you you need to know about small hashtags and big hashtags because you you can mix it up. So small hashtags are those hashtags that have 1,000 or 5,000 posts. Big hashtags are those ones that have 100,000 or 500,000 posts. So you can mix it up so that you, um, you are both in the small and in the big hashtags so people can easily find you. So check out how many people search on Facebook and how can you and how and how can and how you can come out if they are also searching on Twitter too or LinkedIn or whatever platform you are get to know how to optimize. Optimize. So we've, we've, we've talked we've talked about um so we've talked about being where your audience is and um, optimizing search engine optim- opportunities. Another one is do one-on-one marketing like DM marketing. Do one-on-one marketing like DM marketing. Um, and under that, you see, you can push people to make a decision. Like if you sell a bottle of water and you post a picture on your page and people have... I um, have sent you a comment like, oh, this water looks nice, or um, I have never seen this type of water before. Many just reply the comments and say thank you. But instead, those who commented like that, you have to, you can send them a DM and say, hi, I see that you liked the water. Will you be interested in tasting it? It is uh, maybe 2 Naira or 3 Naira or 50 Naira or something. So, what you are doing is pushing that person from an observer or commenter to someone who actually makes a decision. Some people may block you, that's true. Some people may block you, but know that others have made thousands of dollars from it. This DM marketing, eh? People have made thousands of dollars from it. So, my advice is that um, you do it tactfully. Like let there let there have been a prior converse, conversation, because if you want to buy something from a company on Instagram, you will have been following them and replying them, so you can ensure there have been some previous conversations. But 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 like by by for instance by daily replying um the stories of like five people who who look like your prospective customers before you. Before you start using the dry sale strategy on them, you um you have now adapt using that strategy. You have become an acquaintance before going to sell, because you have been replying their stories. Also, if you don't want to reply, you can be giving them pre. You can have been I mean, giving them previous highs and previous hellos and other type of thing. Don't just for the first time just um. I'm um, walk to someone's DM, and you now start talking and talking and talking. They will block you, but if you have initiated previous conversations from people that look like your prospective customers, then you can easily then pop in and say, "Okay, wow, well, well, you like this? You commented on this product. Um, will you like to have it? It's at it's for this price or that price or whatever." Still under DM marketing, you can come up straight and tell, um. Tell them what value you have to bring to the table. You can just come up to them and tell them what value you have to bring to the table. For example, you can sit down on Instagram one hour every day, go to the links in all the small business bios. For example, this week, just type fashion on the search button or boutique or you, take, you, check, you, you type boutiques in Lagos and it brings down people's pages and then you begin to click on all their buyers and take notes of if they are, if the links are not working or if they have poor load page load speed and stuff like that or, or if they even do not have any websites at all. So you just write all these things down, you sit down and then you begin to send them a DM. You can message them and say like, "Oh, Ruby here. I checked out and saw that your website is not working. I am the best website designer in Lagos. I, I can fix it for you at this price. Or, or um, are you are you are you open to having a conversation to fix it? Then you can now move to the next person. Like, hi, Samuel I can um." I can see that you have a beautiful website but you are losing contacts because it's not loading fast on mobile and most people buy from their mobile phones then you can now say okay i am the best website designer in lagos i can help you uh, make it mobile friendly at this cost or that cost or whatever or you can say hello spicy food i see that um you don't have a website i can help you get one at this price you see that's a very very cool strategy for dm marketing this is doing DM marketing based on value. If you do this one hour every day, there's no way you will not. Um, there's no one of there's no way one of these things I've mentioned will not convert. So the thing is that when you um when you chat them up like this, even if they don't even if they don't need your service at that point, when they see someone that needs your service, they they most likely will refer them to you. For example, for product businesses that sell bags and shoes and all that, you can do DM marketing to people who have made inquiries before. If you open your DM, you have minimum of like 100 messages, except you are just brand new on Instagram. You have minimum like 100 messages if you are not new. Of people each, of, of, For example, of people that have previously messaged you to ask um, you think like okay? Do you have a red color or a pink color of this product? Or, or people who have asked you about delivery, you can just do DM marketing to them. So when, when so when you now have a new product, you cannot be like hi, hi Samoduli or hi Wardrobe Merchant. I remember you made an inquiry about red shoes last week. Um, now we have them. We have them. We even have pink shoes. Should I send you the picture and all that? We have the red shoes. We have the pink shoes. We have it. It's right now. It's in stock. So that's a very, very good strategy. So you can either you, um, you, you DM based on um, value or based on probably the fact that you have had previous conversations with them. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, it's Samuel Duile, and in a few minutes I'll be talking to you about um, when customers say no. How do you handle sales objections? How do you handle sales objections? So, um, sales objections is is really part of the sales cycle really. And it's another opportunity for you to close the sale. It's okay and so don't take it personal when, when you have sales objections. Don't take it personal. The product issue may not be is most likely not with you. It may just be with them. So, but however, you need to perfect how you handle sales objections. So, I'll be talking about some scenarios, some popular sales objections that you may encounter as, as a salesperson. The first, you hear things like it's it is too expensive. It is too expensive. So, really, you have to ask yourself, ask yourself, is it really expensive, or do they have another objection in mind. That they don't want to tell you. They don't want to tell you. And if that's the case, what you do is you prove the value that customers derive from your products, from patronizing you. You can, you can, you can show, you can give, you can show the testimonials, those that have those that have bought and are really enjoying your products. Or you can you can say things that like, I've helped 500 women lose weight. Or you can say things like, well, my product is NAVDAX um, certified and all that kind of thing. Just prove your value. Prove the value of your product to the person. Prove the value. Defend the price. Prove the value to the person. Another one, you can challenge them and just ask them what they are willing to pay you can give the takeaway strategy so if you tell them the, the fabric is 10k 10,000 naira and the person says it's 15 is 5k they have you can just tell them that uh, well you have other fabrics of um 5000 5k but they 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 can fade fast and so there's no warranty yeah but you must you must have confidence however in what you are selling Know everything about the business, about about the products you are selling. Because if you don't understand it well, you can't sell it effectively. All these things about picking out the unique selling points, and of course, we are not we are being honest with them. We are saying the particular important things about those products that make them stand out. But if you don't understand it well, you can't sell it effectively. However, don't also be too desperate to sell. Know when to back down. Another important um, sales um, objection you can come across is, okay, I am too interested. I I am not interested now. I'll get back to you later. It can be that they are trying to buy time. Maybe they are just pricing the market to find out the price. They're just trying to find out the price in the market and all that. Or they just want to think about it so what you can do you can create a scarcity urgency you can ask them okay like oh yeah when are you when are you going to get back to me because this this particular product only two is remaining and, and and this price i'm giving you is just for this week by next week it's going to increase or you can ask them what will you want to what will you want to happen for you to place your order now what what will you want, what what what, can, what conditions will you like or you can ask them, if I give you free shopping, will you place your order now? Free, free shipping. If I give you free shipping, will you place your order now? You can ask them that. And then if they say, okay, next week, then you follow them up. You follow them up. Stop treating your customers like one night stand. Keep following them up. Sometimes when you, see the, when you see their handles and they make posts, like and comment follow them up you can follow next you can follow the week after 2 months after 3 months after you keep following up don't treat your customers like one night stands that is a strategy that's a way to to um, overcome that particular sales um, objection that i will get back to you later you follow them up you remain persistent you remain persistent remain persistent with them Another one, another objection, another sales objection. Usually, they t- they'll tell you, uh, you don't have a physical store, especially for those that do not online businesses. You don't have a physical store, and so they don't trust you. Well, many many people actually have been scammed in the past. Some collect money and go and change their handle, so you have to guarantee them that you are not fake. On your on your on your page, you post testimonials and tag your customers, tag your customers with your products. Tag, the, tag, tag them and the, with the testimonials. Don't be afraid that your competitors will see the customers as when you tag them and now go and corner them and collect them from you. If you are proud and confident of the quality of your product or service, you will not be afraid of that. Also, if you are friends with an influencer or a popular person, you can use them. You can use them to increase the credibility. your credibility. Well, for, for private items like of course underwears, you may you, you may not need to um tag the customers when you post the testimonials anyway. But one important thing you must note is try try to avoid using third party pictures like white people when you are when of course when you're in Nigeria using white people for all your pictures. No, you don't do that. You are it's it's you are you are you are you are, you are reducing the chances of credibility. Try, try, try not to be an objection to yourself, as much as possible. Use, use, use um, people, as in people, actual p- pictures of people, your friends, and those that have bought from you, as much as possible. Increase the credibility, things that they can believe that, that you not start looking like a scam, or a scammer. Another, another allegation they bring up is um. Okay, I am already working with your competitor. I, I, like, I already got, already got, I've already got it somewhere else. You see, many people will be tempted at this point to badmouth their competitors, but don't do that. Don't do that. It doesn't help. Instead, shoot your shot. Show your selling points. Give added packages. Follow up sell your own market you can say that okay no other insurance company sell in nigeria can give you what i'm giving to you at one twenty thousand. you can do that but don't badmouth your competitors it never really ends well don't do that another thing is another allegation another objection people usually bring out they could say for instance women can just say my husband needs to decide i need to talk to my husband well, it could, be, it could probably be due to the fact that maybe in times past, they have scammed the woman. And so the husband doesn't, choice, doesn't, doesn't trust the wife's decision, his wife's decision in those type of things. So what you can do is you can first ask the woman if she's okay with your price and its value. Because she's still the one that will go and defend the product before her husband. Then you can tell her that you are that you are ready to sign an agreement, an MOU or something. or you can you can you can um, you can start up a payment plan. You can do like fifty percent off at first and as in she pays fifty percent down and then if she's pleased with the product, she can pay the balance. Or you can even schedule a meeting with the husband. If, if he wants that, if he wants to, you can schedule a meeting with your husband. So you keep following up. You keep following up. You keep giving her that, for this particular um, objection, keep giving her the feel that both of you are in the same team. You are, you are looking for how the both of you can be able to win her, her husband over to getting into this deal, buying this particular product. So that's it, Really. I just I just want to treat those few um sales objections try to try to incorporate some of the things you learned from each of these um scenarios has been pointed out but it's really important because sales objection is a part of the sales cycle. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, it's Samuel Duile and I'll be talking to you all for a few minutes on them top selling strategies top selling strategies that you can readily incorporate into your business to really boost your sales to give you that sales boom that you've always wanted so going straight to the point the first selling strategy i'll be talking about is cross selling cross selling what really So, what really is cross-selling? Um, cross-selling is an act of selling complementary products to a client after the purchase of a particular product. So, in this case, a sales representative identifies a need the customer has and fulfills that need by recommending an additional product. For example, if a, if a phone dealer sells a phone to you and afterwards proposes a good case that you can use for the phone proposes a good casing for your phone that is cross-selling you see very very simple so you can make extra money from your customers by cross-selling to them uh, is it also when a customer buys like a blue shoe and you have a lovely blue clutch purse you can you can ask the customer how about a beautiful clutch purse to complement this nice shoe that you're buying that is also cross selling so every good salesperson should really learn cross selling you are just simply um selling a complementary product after a client has purchased a particular one so the next technique i'll be talking about is the pain point the pain point and a, a prospect's pain point is the most important thing that um is the most important thing for a sales representative to Identify in the selling process as without knowing your prospect's pain point, you cannot possibly offer benefits to help resolve those pain points. So when when I say some people are wondering what is a pain point, I don't know what a pain point means. Pain point just describes an area of need or a problem in the in, in your in your prospect or a problem in a problem that your customer has that needs to be solved that she, he or she needs to get solved. So you must, you can use, you can leverage the pain points of your customers or your prospects to make good sales, to make good sales. Just a problem, a problem in their daily life or a need that they have. You just leverage it. You just leverage it. Yeah. Another Another technique is the soft selling or the farmer's selling technique. So the soft selling or the farmer's selling technique. So just think about how a farmer operates. A farmer does a farmer, farmers do not expect instant results from their activities. Rather, what they do is they save up and amass wealth for future use by planting new by planting now and of course reaping later. So what then is soft selling? Soft selling is a promotional um or person to person sales technique that is indirect it focuses more on building a reputation and relationship with customers that's what it focuses on building a reputation and a relationship with customers for instance if you meet someone on the road and you advertise your product to them and they and they um they told you that they just bought from somewhere else not quite long what would be your reaction or your response if it was me this is what i would just say i would ask for a few details about the competitor and i would do this stylishly and patiently i will find out where the desires of the customer was not met and i will work on that area and propose my offer for instance i might likely find out how much the product was sold was sold for then i will then politely tell the, tell the prospect on my prospect, you have just lost a thousand naira by not buying that shoe from me because I sell that shoe at 3,000 naira as opposed to 4,000 naira that you got it for. So by now, what I will be expecting that he or she will start feeling bad or cheated. But remember, the goal is not to make he, the person to feel, um, to, to, to buy now. Yeah, the goal is not for, to make the person buy now. So I will work on the emotions of the person by saying, not to worry, I will make it up to you by removing that 1k from your first order with me or your next order with me. By now, the average customer will be looking forward to a next looking forward to a next time to get that product from me because of their wolf, right? That is just how it works. So Obviously the person already has this mindset that if I give the same product and quality at a less price They can easily buy and so they will keep coming. They will keep coming There will be there will be a lot of repeat purchase because the person knows that that product that the person has been buying at maybe 1,000 naira more or a a, a, a higher price can be gotten with the same quality from me at a discount or at a lower price. And so they will keep coming. And that's the power of soft selling. So soft selling is associated with farming, whereby, whereby a salesperson seeks to grow a lucrative and a loyal customer base. In terms of advertising and promotion, a soft sell may do nothing more than associates a positive emotion or idea with a brand. This tends to benefit large firms that have a wide presence and that um, need, of course, a better brand recognition and image to boost their sales. So it will help them a lot. A soft sell never appears desperate for a sale. Rather, it just proposes value. And that is why it is very, very good for status. It's very, very good to create a good aim, to create a very awesome impression in, in the minds of your prospects because it's not, it's, not, it's not readily chasing money now, 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 now. It's proposing value, value, value. So it's a very good one. And another one, which is our fourth sell, top-selling strategy, is the hard-selling or or what I call the hunter's selling approach. You know, we talked about the soft-selling or the farmer's selling approach. This is hard-selling or the hunter's selling approach. So how does a hunter handle his game? Once a hunter leaves his house, he expects to go back with a game. He expects to make at least one kill before returning home. They believe so much in instant results, instant results. So what then is hard selling? Hard selling is a direct path to sales that aggressively seeks to close deals as early as possible. Sales speeches sales will be immediately handled with a variety of objections overruled with promises such as guarantees and other mouth-watering offers. The sales speeches are immediately handled and all the objections that the person may have uh maybe the money is not here or uh, sorry, uh, not not the money is not here i don't have enough money for this now all of them will be you will, call, you will you will shall come up with something to make sure that all those points are not valid to make sure that that person buys from you right there and then so price price um price is usually presented with like a discount of course, if they say they didn't have enough money, just because you want to make them buy, you now, you now put a discount on it. So, um, aside, aside discounts being used, you could also use, you, you also see things like call to action, like buy now, call now, and stuff like that. So, hard selling is what keeps the business running. If your business has to depend on soft selling all, at all times, then breaking even will be quite difficult. So while soft selling is after long-term sales with high results or returns, hard selling focuses on immediate sales for everyday running of the business. So we have examined about um, four top selling strategies here. We've talked about cross selling. We've talked about the pain point. We've talked about the soft selling or the farmer selling technique, and then the hard selling or the hunter selling technique. So I'm going to do, we'll continue this in, our, in the next podcast. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, it's Samuel Duile, and I'll be talking, I'll be doing a continuation on um, the top selling techniques. So this is going to be top selling techniques B. We have already examined cross selling. We've examined pain points. We've examined soft selling or the farmer selling techniques. And we've examined them hard selling or the hunter selling technique. Now, we're going to be talking about the fifth one, which is upselling, upselling. Upselling is basically it's a sales strategy whereby a salesperson influences the customer or client to buy an upgrade of the same product or suggests another product which is supposedly better because it's more expensive than the one asked for by the customer. So you are just, you are, set, you, are, you are kind of like bringing up another, another product and influencing them to buy it. Upselling is used in order to make a larger sale and, and to earn greater profits. So upselling might be along the line of the customer's initial preference or something slightly different. For example, you see, you can choose to buy a property for 1 million naira at a particular location. And another property in a better location is now proposed to you at maybe about 1.5 million naira. Just because the real estate owner wants to make profit. But because, of course, it's it's a better area, a better location, and if and it's more expensive, obviously, you will still you you might still want to buy it. So that's a very, very good way to sell. That's upselling. After the initial one has been shown to you, a better one is shown to you at a higher price just so that you can so that the seller can make more profit. Another very important selling technique is pre-selling. That's the sixth one we are going to be talking about. Pre-selling. What is pre-selling? Pre-selling is an act of selling a product before it is officially launched. It is a common term in real estate industry where properties are sold before they are actually built, so I'm sure we have most of us have heard about pre order, pre order. Yeah, so pre order is actually just a form of of pre selling. Yeah, then another one is solution selling, solution selling. So in solution selling, instead of selling specific products, it it you it basically entails it entails the benefits a customer. It, it just entails, okay, giving a customized solution for the needs of your prospects. Giving customized solutions or custom solutions to the needs of your prospects. For example, someone that prints could create a, a custom package of design services, signage, and um, business cards to fit the buyer's needs, This approach acknowledges that buyers today are more informed and allows sellers to meet the prospects where they are since it's likely the prospects have already researched your products and have a solid understanding of the offerings that might fit their needs. So Solution Selling is offering a customized mix of products or services to meet the pain point of your prospects. So easy. With, with solution selling, sellers have a combo of products or offers specially designed to address different needs that prospects can have. For example, let's say a prospect enters into a baking store to buy ingredients to, to um, for cake baking. And then as a prospect is leaving, the prospect just remembers that he he or she needs a foil wrap or a paper cup. Now... How will you feel if the seller now suddenly says that, okay, not to worry, we have, we have different designs of paper cup right here. That's very awesome because you, instead of you going out into the market to go and get it, this thing is already present here. And he now he or she the seller he or, the, he or she now has several designs of that of those um, foil, foil wraps or paper cups for the cupcakes and all that. So that so that's basically the idea. The seller must have observed one or two buyers previously complain about a paper cup or something and then decided to do solution selling by always having lots of paper cups. Or foil wraps in stock. So that when they buy the cake, instead of them to have this issue with um looking for um paper cups and for foil, foil wraps, you already have it in stock already for them. Ready for them. Another one is loss leader, loss leader, and this this just means um a product or service sold at less price, either at a break-even price or at a loss and it's done just to attract customers into the store. Most times the loss on the loss leader is regained on the customer's next purchase. So you still get it back, it's a strategy. The idea is for customers to go into the store to buy other items that are priced to make a profit. So, I know someone may say, um, don't reduce the price of your products or services to make um, um, customers patronize you and stuff like that. But do you know how a single purchase can graduate to a repeated purchase? It's, it's it, you, you can't say, you, reducing price is still a wise strategy as long as, of course, you make sure that you get back the, prom, the, the, the profit on their next purchase. Because they will want to still purchase, they will still want to buy from you again. So that's where you can now make up for that initial loss that you suffered. Thank you so much for listening. Try to incorporate these things into your business. Hey guys, it's Samuel Duile and I'm going to be talking to you in a few minutes about how to gain customer loyalty. How to gain customer loyalty. Customer loyalty is a measure of how likely your customers are to do repeat business with you. A measure of how likely your customers are to do repeat business with you. And customer loyalty is the new strategy to remain in business. That's the new strategy. So I'll, I'll be going straight to wh- um, how to go about it. You see, the moment you fail in delivering your brand promise, your customer loyalty starts dropping. That's very important. And why do we need customer loyalty? So that people will buy from you rather than buying from anywhere else, even those with lower prices. It's very important and it's a key strategy. So I'm going to be mentioning a few things and I'll be explaining them to you on how to gain customer loyalty. The first is, you must have a product or a service that works. You must have a product or a service that works. Nothing can replace that. No no good advertisement can replace a bad product or or can cover up for a bad product. It's not possible. So you must have a product that works. If, 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 if you say this product is, it is a half cast cream and people use it after a few months, they should not remain very dark, dark skinned. There must be a difference. Or maybe you are into cakes and when the cakes get to the people, to your customers, they are complaining that it's not fluffy, it's not really fluffy, or it's like you pack the whole sugar in the market and you put inside it. Or maybe you are into all these um, birthday surprises, anniversary surprises, and and this the service you are rendering, the kind of person that is that is going there to play the trumpet, is he, played it like he has not eaten food in the last three days. Or the balloons you are using, they are also dull colored, or they are also faded because maybe they are leftover stock from from someone that wasn't was was not able to sell balloons for several years or something or several months or something. You have to make sure that excellence is put into the delivery. Excellence must be be put into the delivery. A product or a service that works. Before you even start thinking about bringing influencers, putting up ads, first focus on ensuring that your product or service works. That what it says it will do is what it is doing. That's very important. Another thing is quality customer service. Quality customer service. Customer service is the only way you can win the competition war. I'm not, I'm not even talking about discounts or packaging right now. Customer service, how you make your customers feel, how you relate with them. You see, and the good thing is that smaller companies will likely do better than bigger companies. When it comes to friendliness why because of course the bigger companies they have many different they see many customers in a particular day that they are not really they can't really be meticulous as small companies are because of course small companies or small businesses see fewer people so you have that edge over the bigger ones Customers remember how they were treated and how you make them feel. So you must train your frontline officers, your receptionists. If you have sales girls, train them. The people that come into direct contact with your customers, the people that handle the DMs, train them. Train them, no matter what it costs, train them. And make correction to frontline officers on the spot. Anytime you see them do things wrongly or do things without courtesy or whatever, attend cor- make attend to it, make the corrections on the spot. Make the corrections on the spot because they can cost you a lot. If you need to fire them, fire them. That's the truth. If you need to fire them, then fire them. Because it will be expensive and too costly to keep them in that in, in working for you and messing things up. Another important thing is this: you have to go the extra mile. This is the third point. Going the extra mile. You can you can make handwritten cards thanking customers for, for buying from you, and you can personalize the cards. It could be, um, it could be follow, it, you, could, you could follow up your customers after they have bought, of course. You can follow them up asking them things like, "Did the, the product didn't meet your expectations. Or you can give them how to use directives. Because sometimes some of these people, they don't even, they don't really know how to use your product, especially when they are sensitive products. So that they don't go and damage their skin, if it's a skincare product. Also that they don't even damage the product itself. It's important you follow them up. You can send them birthday emails, birthday text messages. You see? Banks do it. And although it's automated for banks, it still means a lot to several people, you know? So we live in a very, very lonely world for some people. Some people are very lonely in this world. And some, for some of them, it's only the automated bank birthday messages they get and that's just what makes them feel okay so if you need to even start putting your customers on uh, um, getting their birthdays and sending them automated birthday messages it's okay and it's important it means a lot to them it means a lot to them so go the extra mile go the extra mile another thing which is the fourth point is reward your customers reward your customers you can give them things like loyalty cards with free salads sandwich meals after a certain number of patronages of course like airlines for instance they they give special packages to frequent flyers you can give discount coupons you can give loyalty points these are important things. And you see, it, it may not really cost so much, but it means so much to the customers. It means so much to them, really. So why not go, go and do it? Reward your customers. When it's, when it's getting to, of course, December period, Christmas is here, try to reward your customers, especially those that have been faithful with, to you from el- earlier parts of the year, maybe January or June or something reward them because when you do that you are sowing seeds for the next year reward them another important thing in maintaining customer loyalty which is our fifth point is be honest with your customers be honest with your customers if something is not 100% leather and they ask you tell the truth If it's not 100% leather, tell them it's not 100% leather. If you are selling something and you know that there's a particular ingredient in it that can cause very severe reactions or very severe allergies to to some certain skin types, make sure you indicate it. When you are asked, make sure you you say it that this thing can cause these issues so that they can come and buy your other products. Don't Don't go and cause problems for people be honest with your customers if it is don't 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 give your product qualities that it doesn't have you don't you don't have to do that especially when it's a quality product you don't have to do that another thing is this encourage feedbacks and reviews feedbacks and reviews even even um lorries lorries um all these um long distance truck drivers, you will see them put things like if, if if this driver is not driving um well, call this number. You see, that the number that number may not be going, may not go through and all that, but it shows that at least they, they have they have some regard for those kind of things. You see, in, in, in petrol stations, you see things like um in gas stations, you see things like Okay, suggestion boxes or, or numbers you can dial if you have a complaint in, as regards the services that are rendered. Very important. And when you, when, you give, when you give this suggestion box and people say things, make sure you work on it. Do something about it. Make changes. Don't just look at them or don't just, don't just put the suggestion boxes out there. Regularly check what people are saying. Because for every one person that speaks up, maybe about 26 people have kept quiet. So you have to act fast in making changes. Act fast in making changes. Another thing, which is our um, seventh point, is offer conveniences. Offer conveniences. Make life easy for your customers when they want to buy from you. Don't require too much information from customers. Some of them just want to buy and go and, and do other things. After spend, after letting go of cash, don't frustrate their lives. Don't start asking them for maiden name and local government area and things like that. Irrelevant information. That's why for many online sales and stores, you will see that many of the goods are left in the carts Because these people, they don't have the time again. They are tired. You're asking them for too many things, too many protocols, too many protocols. Very important. Stop behaving like a multi- multinational when you are a micro-business. You're not even a small business because for many of you, you're not small businesses because a small business, any 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 business that has an annual income less than 50 million in Naira is a micro-business. So always ask yourself and check, what is your purchase, pro- your purchase process like? Make sure it is not tiring. Very important. Make sure your purchase process is not tiring. You can lose customers. You can lose customers that way. Make sure it is a simple process. They buy, they go so that they can come back again easily. Another very important thing as regards gaining customer loyalty is ensure that there is still hum, a human touch in your business. Ensure that there is still a human touch in your business. While you automate your processes and put structures like machines and, and all that, hum, understand that humans still want to do human um, business with fellow human beings. Hum- humans still want to do business with fellow human beings. Don't be too much into website bots and Facebook bots and all those type of things. MTN, Etel, etc. They are still paying human beings to man their call centers. They may still they, they, they still have self help, but they know the importance of having human customer care agents. Human beings want to deal with At some point in the business transaction, in the purchase process, they want to deal with human beings, not just machines or robots. These things are important because your competition is just a click away. Just a click away. Now, one very important thing to do in gaining customer loyalty is always give more value than what was paid for. Always give more value than what was paid for. Be value, be value, um, giving, be value, giving, be value, giving, driven, uh, be value driven, be after giving out value, giving out value, helping people, pouring out knowledge, helping people to be better. Don't be first, be after the money, be after the impact, the effectiveness, your delivery. Give them value for their money and appreciate them for adding money into your account. It's very important. It's very important. Gaining customer loyalty. This is where this is where business has moved to now. Don't gain their loyalty. So that you'll not be you'll not be worried about whether other competitors are lowering their prices and all those type of different fluctuations in the market. No. When, when they are loyal, they are loyal. So, try to look through all the things we've discussed and see how you can incorporate them into your business. Thank you for listening.